Throughout Mark chapters 14 and 15, we witness Jesus' suffering terribly. Yet of all of the abuse and ridicule that he's been subject to so far, appreciate the crucifixion itself doesn't even begin until Mark chapter 15, starting with verse 21 where we read, And they compelled a passerby, Simon of Cyrene, who was coming in from the country, the father of Alexander and Rufus, to carry his cross. And they brought him to the place called Golgotha, which means place of a skull. And they offered him wine mixed with myrrh, but he did not take it. And they crucified him and divided his garments among them, casting lots for them to decide what each should take. Now, Jesus is on the cross. He's being crucified. The Romans' primary form of capital punishment when they wanted to send a message because crucifixion was horrific. The pain that the person being crucified endured, as well as the public nature of it. They were outside of the city, so those coming in and out saw the people hanging on the cross. They heard the cries of agony, and it served as a warning to anyone else that dared get out of line with the Roman view of the world, that this is what awaits you, this sort of pain, this sort of humiliation, this sort of death, if you don't yield to what we say. And the Romans had incredible authority, like when they compelled Simon of Cyrene. Someone who found himself in the city not as a follower of Jesus, not one of his disciples following close behind, but just somebody who happened to be walking in. And because the Romans told him to, he had no choice but to help Jesus, already beaten down and bloody, bear that cross. There's a detail that Mark's inspired to include here that reminds us of the reality. This Because when God's Holy Spirit inspired Mark to put this down in writing for us, to capture what he would have been hearing Peter and other apostles preaching throughout the years, appreciate that he likely did that two or three decades after the events themselves. And these had all been things that these folks had been hearing preached by Jesus' apostles. But now the Spirit was guiding Mark and writing it down so that it could be preserved and continue to be taught long after the apostles departed this life. But when Mark includes the detail that this Simon of Cyrene that helped carry the cross was the father of Alexander and Rufus, we don't know who Alexander and Rufus are. There aren't other direct references to them in Scripture. However, it serves as a reminder to us that when the Spirit first inspired Mark to write this, the people who originally read his writing knew who they were. They knew Alexander and Rufus. Perhaps they had heard from them in one of their church gatherings or some of their day-to-day -day life together the story of how their dad had been coming into Jerusalem on the day Jesus was crucified and he had helped bear the cross. And all of that attests to us the reality 
of what we read here. This isn't just a story cooked up by Christians centuries later to engender sympathy or to build a theology around. This is what actually happened. Jesus, the Son of God, was crucified and real people were there. People like you and me bore witness to it and passed that story down from generation to generation. So when the Holy Spirit inspired Mark to write this down, he's telling us the truth. He's giving us a testimony so that we, these millennia later, can know the facts about Jesus being crucified for us. The facts about the Son of God being stripped publicly while Roman soldiers gambled for his clothes. The facts about the Son of God already beaten to a pulp, finding himself at the third hour, nine in the morning, being nailed to a cross, a large piece of iron being driven through his wrist so that he would be attached to that wound. His feet placed on top of each other is another being nailed through his feet to hold them in place. The very design of that crucifixion being as such so that the person is being held up. And when his muscles become too fatigued that he shrieks down, he starts to suffocate, unable to breathe. So he has to hold himself up until the pain and the fire in his arms becomes unbearable and he lets himself down again, but then he can't breathe again. Romans designed crucifixion to be the worst form of death imaginable. In fact, our word excruciating for the most severe type of pain was only developed to describe the intense, unique amount of pain that somebody being crucified endured. That was no place for a king like Jesus. He had no business suffering that way. He did nothing to deserve it. Yet there he was. He was there so that God's will could be done. He was there so that you and I could be rescued and not just as a story, not just as a legend or fairy tale that religious people passed down. It actually happened. Jesus the Christ, the Son of God, allowed himself to endure crucifixion. He was seen by actual people. And the reason that we're still talking about it, because lots of young Jewish men were crucified around Jerusalem in those days, is because Jesus really is God's Son. Because his death was going to fulfill a very real purpose. And because the story doesn't end.